Hello, it's Miranda here. Welcome to my podcast today. Today we are going to be talking about infertility. Um, this is something that I know many women out there in the world struggle with, and I personally struggled with infertility. And we're going to just talk about infertility today. I hope that something that I say today will bring some hope, will bring some encouragement to you. If you are a woman that is struggling with infertility, I hope that something that I can say to you on this podcast today will just encourage you and uplift you and let you know that God has a plan. God has a plan. That's kind of my title for this podcast today is God has a plan. And his ways are higher than ours. And he sees things that we don't see. He sees your future. He sees you in 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now. See, we see right now. We see today. But God sees way ahead. And God has a plan. And infertility is something that is very painful for us women to go through. It's not easy at all. And I'm just going to share my testimony. I'm going to share what God did um, with me. And everybody has a different story. Not all of us are going to have the same story. Your story is going to look a little bit different than my story. And my story is going to look a little bit different than another woman's story. We all are on our own paths and we all have our own journeys but yet God has a plan for you but my my testimony and my story is is my me and my husband we got married we were married in 2010 and things were just going great we were happily married Um, Some of you know that we did have a divorce. That's kind of a whole different podcast for a different day. But we got married, got divorced, but then we had gotten remarried. And when we got remarried, things were just good. We, When we got remarried, we had said, this second go of this, we are going to put Christ as the center of this marriage. And we are going to obey him. We're going to obey his word. And that marriage was just so much better so much more smoother. And we were married. He, my husband had a good job. We had a home. We had a three bedroom, two bath home. And we were going to church faithfully and just everything was just on the up and up and going good. We were loving each other, loving life, going out to eat, going on different trips and just everything was great. And I would say when we celebrated our first year anniversary, that's when um, I really started thinking about a baby. Now, keep in mind that whole first year that we were married and even when we were married previously and the first marriage, I had never done any kind of birth control. We never tried to prevent a baby ever, ever. We've never tried to prevent a baby. It just, our minds weren't there. Like we weren't like trying to have a baby, but we weren't trying not to have a baby, if that makes any sense. And um, we were just living our lives, doing what we do and going to work and coming home and doing our thing. But when we had our first year anniversary, that's when I, I told my husband, like, hey, you know, we've been married a year. Everything is going great. And I'd really like to have a baby. 
And my husband agreed. He said, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, we don't really have to change anything because we're already not trying to prevent a baby. It's not like I needed to stop birth control. It's not like we needed to to stop using protection. It was just, okay, we're going to like say that we're officially starting to try to have a baby. But nothing. And one month turned to two. And two months, two months turned to three. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like, we're not getting pregnant. We're, you know, we're trying to have a baby. We're trying to, to conceive. I want to conceive, but we're not getting pregnant. And we haven't already gotten pregnant for the first year that we've been remarried without using any birth control or anything. And now nothing's really different, only that we're, you know, really saying that we want a baby and we're actively trying, if you will. Um, but we're still not getting pregnant. So that's when I started doing a lot of research on just different things, ovulation tests. And I'm not trying to be TMI. If you don't want to be hearing all of our details, it probably be better to turn this podcast off because I'm just going to be open and honest. But I looked into that even like KY lubricant could prevent a baby. So I bought this stuff called Preseed. I had done my research and it was like Preseed is a safe lubricant um, that won't stop you if you will from getting pregnant so it's called pre-seed so i'm spending money on pre-seed i'm starting to spend money on ovulation tests i'm doing all this research on you know how to tell when you're ovulating and how to check your your stuff and all this i'm doing all the stuff i'm doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do to try to have a baby but month after month after month negative tests i'm spending money not only on the pre-seed and the ovulation test i'm spending money on pregnancy tests because every month I felt like this was going to be our month. So every month, you know, you do the two week wait. And if you've really been trying to conceive, you probably know what I'm talking about. But, you know, we would be in the two week waiting period. And, you know, every little feeling in my body, oh, I felt um, like butterflies in my right ovary. And I felt this little pinch. And I mean, it just plays with your mind because everything that you, every little thing that you feel, you feel like this is a sign I'm pregnant this month. And so you run to the store and you get the pregnancy test and you get back home and, you know, you read online that you're, you're supposed to check your urine first thing in the morning. So I couldn't wait. I'd be too excited to wait. So I would do the test in the evening time and it would say negative. And then I think, well, you know what? It says online you're supposed to test first thing in the morning. So I bet you I just tested, you know, I, I didn't test the right time of the day. So you go back to the store and you're buying more tests to test in the morning. And this just went on and on and on for months. And then I saw the doctor. And I'm telling him everything. And he looks over me and does all these, you know, tests and blood work and all this stuff. And he tells me that he doesn't know why we're not getting pregnant. He doesn't understand why he he didn't see anything wrong with me. So keep going, keep trying. Finally, I go back to the doctor and I'm like, look, something is wrong. Like we're not getting pregnant. We're both young. We're both being very active. There's something wrong. So he says, well, let's check your husband. Has my husband go in there and, you know, I'm talking kind of fast and all of this seems to just be jumbled up in like seven minutes. But you got to understand that this was day after day and week after week and month after month of this. It starts to drain you and you start to feel a lot of feelings like I felt so many different things. I felt like I just remember feeling like I am a woman 
trying to give my husband a baby, but I can't even do that. I'm not even woman enough to do that. And I look back on that mindset and I just think that that is so not even right. Like God is in control and he has a plan, but yet I would be sitting there beating my own self up for something that I had no control over. And so then my husband goes and gets tested and he didn't really want to do that, but he was willing to do that because he realized that, hey, for it to be this long and us not to be pregnant, hey, maybe it is me. So then my husband's going through his own thing over here in his mind. He's feeling like, you know, is it me that's causing this? Is this, is it me that's not being, that's stopping us from having a baby? And so my husband goes and gets tested and we get those results. No problems. There's no issues. So then we're even more confused. I'm going to the doctor. He's going to the doctor. We're doing ovulation tests. We're doing all the things that we need to do, but yet we're not getting pregnant. Why? Why was the, 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 that is my question. That was the question that I had at that time. Why? I don't understand why. But God had a plan. But God had a plan. And I just remember many tears. I remember walking through the store and I would see a young mom pushing a stroller. And I would just remember feeling like, why can't I have that? I would pull up. I mean, it just got so bad that I would pull up at the dollar store or or anywhere. And... I would see a car seat in the car and I would feel like, why can't I have that? Why can't I have that? And it just weighed on my heart and it weighed on my mind. And I just remember just some dark times. I remember just crying and just feeling like so alone, but God had a plan. And I do remember us celebrating our two-year anniversary um, with still no baby, still no pregnancy. And that is when I just became like, maybe God has a different plan for us. And so I talked to my husband and I told him that, you know, we're not pregnant. We're still not pregnant. Maybe God wants us to adopt. And my husband, surprisingly, he was right on board with it. I didn't have to beg him. I didn't have to question him. I didn't have to, to, you know, you know, compel him to do it. He just said, yeah, let's do it. You know, we've been, we've been trying to have a baby. We've been married over two years. We've never tried to prevent a baby, but still nothing. So let's do it. And I just remember that being such a relief for me, like, okay, we are going to adopt, you know, we're going to try to adopt. And we started working on the room. And I just remember us having a lot of fun with that. We went to the store and we picked out um, a neutral color for the nursery. We didn't want pink. We didn't want blue because we, you know, it's different. We didn't know if we were having a girl or a boy. When you get pregnant, you know, you go, you you do the, the ultrasounds and you figure out what you're going to have. And you have a baby shower. This was so different because we didn't know what we were going to have, but yet we were so excited and we had so much fun with that. We, we painted the room. We got the crib. We got the changing table. We got the car seat. Um, we're, as we're doing all of this, we're going through the classes to become licensed foster parents, foster to adopt. And I just remember having so much fun with that. 
having so much fun painting that room together. And I would go to the store and as I'd be walking the store, I'd see like some kid toys and some books and I would buy those because it was almost like I was pregnant. It was like I knew we have a baby coming. But yet I did have a lot of questions too. What if we get this baby and then we lose it and it and it goes back? You know, what if I get attached and it goes back? But the way that I saw it was I'm not getting pregnant. We've been going on this for, you know, well over a year, but married over two. Maybe this is God's plan for us. Maybe this is the will of God. Maybe God knows that there is going to be a little boy or a little girl that needs a mommy, that needs a daddy. And we are going to be that parent that they need. And they are going to be that child that we need and want. And so, although I did have those questions of, well, what if we get hurt? Well, I kind of also felt like, well, we're already hurt. We're all, I'm already crying every time I see a negative test. I'm already driving down the road feeling so defeated. Like, why? When is it going to be my turn? So I also just kind of felt like I'm going to leap out in faith and do this. And so we went to the foster care classes. We did everything that we needed to do. Um, if you want some more information on that, if you're listening to this podcast and you you pray about it, because like I said, my story doesn't necessarily mean that's your story. And your story doesn't mean that's going to be the same as another lady's story. We're all on our different paths and journeys. But if that's you and you feel like, you know what, maybe maybe that is what God wants for my husband and I, and you want more information on that, definitely let me know and I can I can direct you and, let, and give you the information that I have on Foster to Adopt. But... That's what we did. And we got a call. I remember when we got officially licensed, we were all done. We got done on a Friday. Friday, I got a phone call from our social worker and she said, okay, you guys are all done. I'm putting your names in the system. You guys can start getting a call at any time. Excuse me, sorry. And don't quote me, I could be wrong, but I think from start to finish, from the time we like did our application to start the foster care journey and after the classes, the CPR training, everything from start to finish, I want to say it was maybe, maybe six months, five, six months around there. And keep in mind that whole time we're still trying to get pregnant. You know, we're, we're not giving up on getting pregnant. We're still doing the pre-seed. We're still doing the ovulation test. We're still doing all of that, but I wasn't like, stressing about it as much because I kind of felt like God this is in your hands if you want us to get pregnant we will and if not then I know you have a precious baby boy or baby girl out there that needs us and so around six months that happened but on a Friday the worker told me you're done I'm putting your name in the system you can start getting a call at any time Saturday went by Sunday went by and Monday morning around 10 30 I got a phone call that fast from a Friday. We're officially in the system Monday morning. I'm getting a call and it was a social worker. And she said that she had a little Hispanic baby boy at the hospital and that needed a home and wanted to know if we would be interested and taking him. And I was so excited. I was just 
thrilled. I, I hung up. I told her, yes, we will be there. We want him. I got off the phone with her. I called my husband. I told my husband and he's excited. He wanted to leave work early. And I'm like, no, go ahead. We're not going until this evening to meet the baby. So just go ahead and finish up work. And, and, um, I called my in-laws and I mean, we were just so excited. We go down to the department of human services on California And I walk in there and they hand this little bitty baby boy to me, four pounds, 12 ounces, two weeks old. He was two weeks old and they put him in my arms and, and ladies, I I cannot describe the feeling to you other than I felt like I gave birth at the department of human services. And I know that you could be hearing that thinking, wow, that's weird. But you have to understand all the praying, all the tears, all the negative tests, all the ovulation tests, all the times of looking at women at the park and at at the stores wondering, when is my time? When is my time? Now I am holding that prayer that I prayed. I'm holding this little boy. And I just felt like I gave birth right there at the Department of Human Services. And, um... Yeah, and so they they gave us this little baby boy, and we did. We adopted him, and I'll have to do a part two because I'm already at like 17 minutes. So I'll have to do a part two, but we ended up adopting another one, adopting another one, and then I got pregnant.